Welcome to Disrespectfully with Katie Maloney and Dana Kathan. Unapologetically, we're here to do what we want to do. Spilling the tea. Babe, you're going to see the power of women, like disrespectfully. How is my little COVID queen doing? Oh, God, it sucks. I mean, I had COVID in 2021 and it's it's no better now. Does it happen for you exactly the same? I mean, this time I didn't lose my taste or smell. So at least there's mm-hmm. that. Because that was, I think, beyond being sick, we all know what being sick feels like and that um, sucks no matter what. But like losing your taste and smell is like the worst. But actually, you know what? You don't actually lose it. You just forget how to taste and smell is what I found out. Because what? it is... Because it, it does affect you in like a neurological sense. You know, when you would test positive, they would like report it to like the county and then mm-hmm. they make calls. They like will call you to be like, oh, who have you been around? They like try to get you to like rat people out. <laughs> but anyway, so I like I was just like feeling bored and lonely as one does when you're quarantining. <laughs> so I was like, oh, someone to talk to. And the, I was telling him like, how about it sucks to not be able to taste or smell? And he's and he was like, well, you know that you can still taste and smell you just have forgotten and I was like stop it so he told me that you have to just basically remind yourself that you know how you know how to so he said think of like a smell or taste that you have committed to memory like uh, like coffee is was was an easy one or like vanilla or something he's like so like picture like walking into Starbucks you know that smell of coffee it's like it's so ready on the brain Mm -hmm. And if you have like a candle or something that is like a coffee scent. So like imagine walking to Starbucks, remembering that smell and then take a candle and smell it. You'll remember. And I started doing that. And he's like, you have to do it like multiple times a day. Just keep doing that. I'm telling you, my smell and taste came back within a day. You're doing the Lord's work right now because perhaps people at home are listening and they have COVID and they don't have taste or smell and they don't know that. I hope I changed lives. Because when I had it, the only thing I could eat was stuff that was like sweet or cold or crunchy or really salty because those sort of things on my tongue, I could kind of feel the sensation. I could feel the sensation of something sweet. I ate a lot of Aussie bowls. I'll tell you that much. That was like a delicacy. I have been on a hyperfixation acai bowl thing. I've eaten probably four in the last week. And I do this like I burn out foods. Because mm-hmm. just in the same way that I hear a new song and I love it and I have to listen to it 50 times. I love acai bowls right now. Kind of my thing. I saw a funny meme about a song that was like when a song like makes you feel like really emotional or like <laughs> that touches you in a way. It's like when you hear a song and you like listen to it till all the like emotion is squeezed out of you. And then you come out of it. You're like, all right, who wants to make me feel something? <laughs> Since we talked about Nickelback last night, I listened to Should Have Listened at least 20 times and oh, was really? like, I'm so glad I've just let that happen. Yeah. I, f- I forgot about how many good songs they have. You've leaned into the discography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have. Well, I do not have COVID. I think I've told you this before. I had swine flu in 2009. It was called H1N1 and it was an epidemic. It wasn't a pandemic. I remember that. I think. Yeah. But my small college town got it. And it was like back when we used to play beer pong. And you would put the actual drink you were going to consume just straight in the cup instead of water. And then we were in a disgusting frat. And then everyone would drink out of the same cups. The things we used to do, drinking out of the same cup with a bunch of strangers, the same way like beer pong was played where that if you played it in a bar and the ball would just bounce off the table across the floor mm-hmm. and you chase after it, pick it up, dunk it in water as if that did anything and then just continue playing. Like I know now people don't, They'll play, but they'll just play with drinks or with cups filled with water and then they'll drink out of their own cup. But like we played old school where we drank what was in the cup that that ball landed in. Well, perhaps that's why my immunity is so strong now. But yeah, we I did that my entire <laughs> college experience. We didn't start doing that until I feel like it was even the last few years that's transition. But that's insane that we take a ball on the ground. Yeah, you dunk it in your little <laughs> cup of water, which, by the way, that cup of water wasn't changed the entire no. game. no. That was the same cup of water. And how many times is a ball being dunked in it that's been on the floor that's touched? Hey, hand that to me. 50 people's hands. <laughs> and then you just throw it in your booze. Yeah, not what? to mention the hands that it touched it. I talked about this like back in October thinking about Halloween and like 
the carnivals I went to. Remember people used to bob for apples? I don't think I've ever done that in my life, but I absolutely have seen it happen. Have you bobbed for an apple? In my lifetime, hell yeah, I have. <laughs> Where you just, you mouth agape into a, you know, bucket of water filled with apples and you're just like gargling saliva out, like just going for an apple of all things. An apple. The, re- the reward is not even that great. And you're risking who knows what in that risking, vat of disease and germs. But like, these are the things that we did that were like completely, I guess, normal back then. Nobody thought that was disgusting or weird or like, maybe we shouldn't do this, guys. It was a different time. But I'm also curious, what are the things in 20 years we're going to look back on right now that are ridiculous that we're like why were we doing that like silent killers (laughs) there's this trend right now on tiktok it's something about like catches up with me so it's like a sound and it's a guy being like okay don't turn it up all the way and then there are a few seconds go by and it's like a noise and people are standing there and acting like like they're, they're totally normal and it's like when blank catches up with me in 20 years and then they like fall to the floor when it buzzes <laughs> so what would your thing be that's going to catch up with you in 20 years that you've done in your life like not getting enough sleep maybe like glade plugins those supposedly like aren't great for you sleeping with my phone in my bed <laughs> next to my head <laughs> i do because i listen to audiobooks and whatnot and i want to control the volume so it has to be near my skull but that can't be good for you i was thinking about that recently there's no way that that's not affecting us i mean i thought i was compromising by not using like airpods anymore and having the bluetooth like literally in my skull but like i still got my phone next to my melon all night long well that's one of the ones that i saw someone was like wearing headphones 24 7 finally catches up with me and i'm like <laughs> I also do that because I don't like to be in silence. Yeah, not not wearing earplugs going to like concerts and standing next to the speaker. I'm going to have tinnitus for sure. Yeah, that's also coming for me. Every day my phone is like, hey, girl, um, your volume has been at max capacity since 1992 and you should turn that down. I personally don't need that kind of negativity in my life. So I just make the message go away. You're like, I'm also blind, so I don't see that. I'm not turning my music down. One of mine was all the macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Craft macaroni and cheese and hot dogs I've eaten in my life. Ooh, the hot dogs were going to catch up with me. <laughs> That's coming from my ass. Absolutely. <laughs> also, I saw recently this video of the craft like plant that makes craft macaroni and cheese blue box, which you know I'm such a fan of that I eat at least once a week. And there was the big vats that make it. There was tons of mold and they only clean it every 19 days apparently. But I just feel like I've eaten it for probably 30 years of my life and I'm fine at this point. We'll see what happens in my 60s. So I'm not going to particularly stop. But yeah, it was upsetting to see. I could have gone my entire life without watching that video. Yeah, like I don't need those like how it's made kind of shows. Like I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I don't want to know how the chicken nuggets are made. I ate Lunchables growing up. So far, so good. Lunchables? were an absolute delicacy. Are you kidding? I love like if I went on a field trip, I knew I was getting a Lunchable. Well, why do you think all the millennials are obsessed with like charcuterie and cheese boards? Because we had Lunchables growing up, folks. Like it's it's a given. My okay. I mean, I always like the classic, you know, turkey cheese, whatever. But then when they came out like with the like pizza ones. I hated the pizza ones. I mean, that sauce was pretty foul, but like I loved being I was making my own pizza at lunch. Like that was so cool and novel back then. I don't know. Okay. Do you know what also maybe catch up with like all the frozen dinners, like the kid cuisines? Oh man. Did that come in a blue box? Like the microwavable? Uh-huh. And they had is that like, what you're talking about? Yes. The penguin and maybe like a polar yes. bear on it. And remember when you'd heat it up sometimes if it would bubble over the brownie would go into the mac and cheese and vice versa, but you just sucked it up and ate it anyway. <laughs> I would, I, I mean, not that I've ever done this, but I would to it right now, take that blob of brownie and stick it in the mac and cheese and still eat it. Like, I don't even care. It was still <laughs> delicious. And I took for granted growing up, my mom cooked almost every night and home cooked meals, but I would have preferred the, that. You would still eat like microwave dinners? Yeah, but I'm disgusting. I, I could find an entire meal at 7-Eleven. Listen, I'm not against that on like a desperate like road trip to have like you know, one of those like taquitos on one of, <laughs> one of those roller things. 
for sure. I'm not against like some frozen stuff, but like not one of those hungry men meals or like one of those that come in a tray and they have little compartments. Like, I don't know about those these days. What if you were at a guy's house and you're like, I'm really hungry. Can I make something? And you went into his freezer and he had like a stock full of hungry men. I mean, it goes back to what does the rest of the apartment look like? Are there the Navy sheets? What's I like- think you could guess what the bedroom looked like as well as the bathroom. That man has Irish soap, <laughs> just that bar of Irish soap. And it's really little. And that's what <laughs> that's the only thing that's in his shower. It's like in a couple pieces. <laughs> and there's like beard or pube trimmings on the sink. Oh, that's what that man's there's situation tooth- looks like. There's just like toothpaste all over the faucet and just, mm. oh, you don't, we can't even talk about the toilet. His, that's tooth- his toothbrush, his toothbrush looks like it's <laughs> been like chewed by a dog. Oh, it has the flare. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's like giving duck nails, but for toothbrush. No. Like <laughs> also that's the same toothbrush he's had since 2014, I would say. Wait, okay. I want to ask you what some of your immediate icks are now that we're on the topic. Cause that I mean, anything inside of a man's apartment will give me an immediate ick almost. If it's especially if it's in that condition. I've I'm telling you, I've like risked UTIs because I did not want to use a man's bathroom. Oh yeah. I, I was like, I, I already just know what the condition of this is going to be. So I'm going to risk it and just go home. And I know that's going to take me a moment. And if you've had a UTI, you know, the agony that that like, that's one of the worst pains available to, I mean, I'm sure it hurts for men too, but for women that's, and we all know how important that post-sex pee is to avoid that. Yeah. But I wasn't ready to catch an ick from the bathroom just yet. Mm. I wanted to, I wanted to like live blissfully ignorant for a little bit longer sometimes i don't want to know delulu is this lulu as we have discussed immediate x for me this one's weird because it's pretty specific to the situation that i was in i before ick was a buzzword i was on a date once and i was bowling with this guy and i love to bowl and i'm a pretty good bowler and he got a pair of shoes that were way too big for him because he didn't want to say out loud what his shoe size was in front of me Oh, he asked for a pair of 11s. I heard him. He's like, actually, these are a little big. I'll be right back. And I heard him because we were right near the cashier. He needed a size nine, which that's fine. I'm not trying to shame you. But like, he clearly was so insecure about that. So I'm like, are you trying to bowl in clown shoes right now? Like, these don't (laughs) fit you, sir. And I will never forget. I was still kind of on the fence about him. And he went up to go bowl. First of all, he also chose a ball that was like very, very light. And he did this twinkle toes thing that was it's like Freddie Rubble or whatever from the Flintstones. But it was like the like daintiest little weird thing. And the way he the position that he <laughs> fell in after he threw the ball, <laughs> I immediately was like, oh, we're done. I'm never seeing this person again. So I would say someone who bowls in a very specific way and it's dainty looking. Well, I, <laughs> I feel like bowling is one of those things that like could really make or break a situation because I you could easily catch the ick from somebody. I feel like somebody would catch the ick from me bowling. I'm sorry, it's different for women too. Like a woman, you could you could do anything and I'd say you'd look cute. Like it'd look precious. That was one of the most shocking. I've never gone from being like, <laughs> I could maybe sleep with this person to being like, keep your clothes all the way on. I prefer you in a ski suit and I never want to speak to you again. Mm-hmm. What's an ick for you? I know this might seem kind of like superficial, but someone that has like really bad like eyewear, like sunglasses or or just regular glasses, you know, ones that just don't fit the face. I don't think that's superficial at all. I, if someone has transition lenses, I'm not going to S their D. <laughs> Tom definitely had transition lenses. No. In one of his glasses because he wouldn't wear contacts. So he always like he either like couldn't see or had to carry eyeglasses and his sunglasses so he had these like transition ones for a while that i was like yo (laughs) and now you're divorced a plus b equals listen i know like oakley's made a comeback but you know those guys and i'm just like if a guy showed up in oakley's and i wasn't expecting it i'd be like you know i don't know i just like just ill-fitting or bad dated ones it's like it takes like no work to just try on a pair that look nice or fit your face or i don't know just like it'll give me an ick what do your shoes look like if, are you gonna also show up in wrinkly clothes like just someone that just it just it just shows that you don't really take a lot of pride in your appearance it just seems like you just didn't even bother 
Have you ever seen Pit Vipers? What? what? <laughs> okay, so you have it. So Pit Vipers are there these like really big and they're intentional looking like they're made to look like the 80s they're, like neon colors oh, they say like pit viper i know it yeah yeah i cannot stand those and look to each their own if any of you or your man's listening at home wear them to each their own but personally for me i see those and i'm like this person was present in january 6th this is an insurrectionist <laughs> like i don't feel safe around them so personally for me i get it with the eyewear speaking of clothes this is a forever ick for me. Those brown leather flip-flops, they're like rainbow flip-flops on men specifically. I just cannot you know, stand it. If you have, I love that Danny Pellegrino calls them grippers. <laughs> your grippers out, your toes. Mm. If you got your toes out and you're not at the beach, what the fuck are you doing? And I know Tom did this all the time and it's like, I just... I let a slide, I don't know, became like his fucking signature. But like truly any anyone, anyone that's wearing, you know, flip and you're just like not at the beat. Like if it's not like a, a sandal, that's like a fashion sandal. If you're wearing flip flops and you're not like coming from a Pilates class and it's not like an athletic sort of type moment. If you're like going out to a, a restaurant or something and you got your fucking grippers out, like I'm going to bomb. Even the beach, though, those brown leather flip flops wear slides or something. I just can't handle that. You just can't handle them in general. I don't, ca I don't care if you are in Hawaii. I don't care if you're on a boat. I don't want to see them. I will push you overboard like in a in a quick way. So those that's how deep that runs for me. But yeah, if I saw flip flops on a man at a bar. <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen that in the wild. Like you have no chance. It's not happening. I mean, also just bad toes. Ugh. PSA for all men out there. I'm sure we would have like three listeners, but tell every man in your life, get a pedicure. You can yeah. get a pedicure. They're not only for women. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get OPI red on your toes if you don't want to. You don't have to paint them. But men with bad feet, and I mean bad, like they have not taken care of. That's the same duck nail toothbrush guy. His feet. They're not good. And same with your fingers. Like if you got dirty ass fingernails, I mean, it just goes along with like hygiene in general. Like if you got dirt under your fingernails, I don't I don't want to get too close to you. Not to be crass, but I'm thinking about those hands on me and maybe in me. So if they look dirty <laughs> and like, it, no, I can't can't have that. It just doesn't take any time to like take a look at your fingernails, like take a little brush under them, take a little like, I don't know cuticle stick and just clean just clean your fucking fingernails or if you got like hangnails and like your cuticles are like just it just it just grosses me out I, I'm such like a hand person because like that is like one of my things I always notice people's hands especially when they're nice like major turn on so if you got bad hands and bad nails like ick that's an anti-ick for both of us when someone has good hands like Oof. I'll look at your hands quicker than I'll look at most, like everything else. Like a mm -hmm. nice pair of hands is like, yeah, love to see it. Back in the ick vein, I would say that these go together. Abuse of emojis and bad grammar. Yeah. If you don't know the difference between your and your and there, there and there, <laughs> there will be no future for us. Yeah, that's 100 percent. Overuse of emoji? Do you think of something grosser? Of a singular emoji or just like you use a lot of emojis? I'd say a lot of emojis. In a paragraph, if you're describing to me what you're doing, you're like going swimming and then you put a swimming person emoji and then like a sun. Yeah. No, because I mean, I, see that. I like emojis. Like I use a lot of like the smiley type emojis and things like that, but I don't use them to describe every situation and every sentence. I don't use them to like emote. <laughs> No, there's a time and a place. I love an emoji. I use the faces too. And it's the, like, they can do that also. But when people abuse them, like you can tell, you just know when someone is being too much. Use your words. <laughs> Better yet, use your actions. Let's talk about apostrophe. Apostrophe skin. Yes. Apostrophe is an online platform and it connects you with an expert dermatology team to get you customized treatment for whatever your unique skin type is. I feel like the consultation asked all the right questions. It was pretty simple in terms of like the little consultation that you do at first initially, just kind of like what your sort of skin goals are or like your concerns are. Mine was obviously like some fine lines. Yeah, mine was like, I was like, how am I 
to be as hot as possible. My mind was definitely a skin texture thing and fine lines. I think the consultation was simple to use and super convenient. I agree. You send in a few photos of your skin. You tell them your skin type. They ask really thorough questions. Then the expert dermatology team reviews it and sends back a plan for you. So they give you the recommendations for your products. And then how easy was the ordering? One, two, order. Easy. One, two, order. Easy peasy. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Simply fill out the online consultation about your skin goals and medical history. Then snap a few selfies and the dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan just for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, even back and chest and butt acne. Treat breakouts from head to toe. Yeah, we don't want to deal with that butt acne. Oh, no one wants acne between those cheeks. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash disrespectfully when you use our code disrespectfully. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash disrespectfully and click get started. Then use our code disrespectfully at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Honey Love, all of us ladies have a go-to bra that we pick over everything else in our closet. Honey Love's crossover bra is so comfortable and I'm sure it'll be your new go-to. This bra gives you all the support of traditional bras without any of the underwire, which we know how uncomfortable that is. Plus, the mesh detailing adds a touch of sexy. This is the one bra you'll actually enjoy wearing and you won't want to take it off. Yeah, are you tired of bras that cause bulging in the back? Honey Love's bras are designed with back smoothing fabric to prevent bra bulge no one wants bra bulge no what's that ew you know that feeling when you get home from a long day and you immediately want to take your bra off the best the best holy grail feeling (laughs) well with honey love you'll never experience that again that's how comfortable their bras are you might even sleep in them who knows Ooh, but it doesn't stop there honey love has more than just bras they have incredibly comfortable shapewear tanks and leggings for everyday support. Speaking of leggings, Honey Love's Legging 2.0 is another product that has been making headway. They hold you in without being too tight. You know how they like leggings can feel too compressive. That's not that at all. Theirs are cooling and comfortable. Whether your New Year's resolution is to get up and get active or spend more time at home lounging, which I'm guessing is our resolution. (laughs) These leggings are a go-to. And ladies, this is important. Honey Love is just as easy to put on as it is to take off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because shapewear shouldn't really be hard. Mm-hmm. Their products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, or even an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. I got the Superpower Thong in color Vamp, and I am super excited about it. It has a nice waist control, and then obviously a thong. I don't want those. We don't want VPL. We don't want visible panty lines. So I personally can't wait to wear it. I got into shapewear way too late in life and I'm glad that I have found the light. I got that too. And I'm very excited because, you know, everyone needs, everyone needs at least one solid shapewear item for, you know, just that dress that you want just a little bit of help underneath. Mm -hmm. You just need, you just always need something to put underneath there. And then I also got the crossover bra. I just want something without underwires. I, you know, I have plenty of underwear bra, but I just need something to sort of like mix it up. It's 2024. I think we can leave the underwire in 2023. Yeah, I want something that I could just like sleep in. (laughs) I can't sleep in the underwire. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash disrespectfully. That is D-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T-F-U-L-L-Y. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off at honeylove.com slash disrespectfully. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show. If you like what we're doing, if you've had a good time, please tell them we sent you. Start the new year with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Okay, basement behavior. Who's in your basement this week? Me. (laughs) COVID's in the basement this week, actually. Not me. COVID. Everyone's saved this week because I'm I'm ill. So everyone is... (laughs) Safe from the wrath. <laughs> you open the garage, you let everyone else out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, everybody out. I'm going in the basement this week. 
<laughs> well, I look forward to your week of rest and then hearing who's in your basement again next week. Who's in yours? This has been bothering me so much. Family influencers, all of them. All of you are in the basement. I think it's weird. I've been seeing so much of it on TikTok. Someone had posted near Christmas. A family was very obviously about to get on a flight to go somewhere. And they all had Santa hats on. And it reminded me of that scene from Step Brothers when they're singing in the car. Like that kind of family. That was the energy they were giving. Oh, no. And someone recorded them from across the airport and was like, <laughs> they had a choreographed dance and had done, they did it multiple times. And I'm like, intense family influencers that do that, that do all the TikTok trends and whatever, you know, they're making these kids do multiple takes and they're like, and not to mention they're exposing them on the internet. I just, I think it's so weird and it gives me such cringe and I block all of them. Not that they would care or, but I just don't want to see it. I did see one today and there was this like little, two little girls are like, we're we're Gen A influencers. Of course we shop at, or of course our favorite stores are Sephora and Ulta. We're Gen A influencers. Of course we're obsessed with skincare. And they had more videos. I was like, I hate this. They were like six years old. Actually, that's what did remind me of this specifically. That gave me the ick in a way, like just creeped me out. Those kids' mom, I'm pretty sure, was the same woman that her husband, so they were a unit, right? The husband, wife, and the kids were a family of influencers. And then the husband cheated on the mom, and she made an entire series of videos about it. And there's also something to be said for what we put out on the internet for children specifically that don't have a say in it, that you're putting all of their shit on blast. And then in 20 years, they're going to have access to that on the internet. So I get that you need to tell you wanting to tell your own story or whatever. But if you're a family influencer unit and something goes wrong to then make a series about that and then keep going with your kids like they're sled dogs, like making these videos, very bizarre. That's 100 percent true. I feel like. They're also the types that were like at the, you know, Target buying all the Stanley tumblers. <laughs> the moms in that were punching people to get the Valentine's Day Stanley Tumblr drop. I don't understand the the craze. I am guilty. It is literally delivering to my house today. I have a hydro flask that I've had for like four years and it's so, the mouth of it is so narrow. It's really hard to clean. So I needed a new water bottle and that giant one is, big. that's why it appeals to me. It's just, it's easier to clean. And I also drink water a lot. So I like a big amount of it near me. So yeah, that, but do I get overzealous, psychotic fighting people for them? No, I do not. Apparently it's not as easy to clean because I saw somebody taking one apart and there was like mold in the lid because it comes apart. So you got to take the whole damn thing apart. I just don't understand because the whole thing is, is like it's supposed to be so durable and last for so long that you're it's like the only thing you ever need. Why do people have so many? They're like collecting them, laminating like the limited edition like tags on them like they're fucking beanie babies. This is embarrassing behavior. This is basement behavior, actually. One of the most unhinged TikToks I've seen in recent weeks, this girl, it was like an aesthetic one, you know, the ASMR where people are like cleaning or doing whatever. She opens her cabinet. She has, I kid you not, 20. They're, they're in the cabinet, so they are clean. She takes them out to undo all of them and do a mass cleaning in her sink. And I'm just like, what is the point of that? You, they were clean. So now you're just re-cleaning them to show it on TikTok and like flex your stock. She got that kind of time? Does she want to come to my place and clean? <laughs> like, ma'am. I mean, yeah, I have a litter box she could tackle, but it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just bizarre. Last thing that's in my basement, Ariana Grande's boyfriend, that weird oh. guy that is this playing SpongeBob and is, yeah, his smile, that specifically. <laughs> is that? He, he did an what interview when he was talking and he pauses and he only smiles with one half of his mouth. And it's he I don't understand the appeal of this person at all. You know, what reminds me of the purple witch from Hocus Pocus. Whatever her name is, that's how she smiles. She smiles like that with just one half of her. <laughs> yeah, you're good at it. What is that? Yeah, his smiles in the basement. OK, so her new song that's out. That's yes. And what do you think about it? Because people are saying it's her basically saying like, yeah, I broke up a marriage. Yes. And do you think that's what it's about? Oh, is it? That's what TikTok is talking about, that she's basically saying like, yeah, I hear what you all are saying. I don't care. I'm with this person because allegedly 
her now weird smiling ginger beau was married and and had been with this woman since high school and then they just had a baby and they met on the set of wicked Mm -hmm. and then allegedly had an affair and then it broke up both their marriages so (sighs) i don't know do you think that's what happened i did read something about like the timeline because i'm like hold hold on when did they meet and the baby because i like his ex-wife was talking about how she just feels like she's like she is not a girl's girl she was our friend. We went out with her. We hung out with her. She held our baby. If that is true, that that song is saying yes and, that is a psychotic thing to do after you yeah. ruin someone's life. But Yeah. I mean, people are always trying to like read into things and speculate. I haven't like listened to like the, the I listened to the song, but I wasn't like listening to like the lyrics to like, you know, decipher, like figure out what it's about or what they mean. But damn. Do you know what I've been listening to obsessively? Nickelback. Besides Nickelback. I have been really into audiobooks lately because it's like mostly when I'm falling asleep instead of listening to mm. podcasts when ads come up and it can like disrupt your sleep. I like falling asleep to them. Mm-hmm. And I just found out Spotify has most of the like main new titles for free. I just listened to the Situations audiobook from Jersey Shore. And it was fascinating. I didn't realize what a massive drug problem he had during that entire show. Like he basically went into detail behind the cameras of what he had to do to because production would not allow it and was getting really mad at him. And so he would do these Mission Impossible-esque stunts to get drugs for himself. So that was really crazy to hear. And then obviously he went to jail. So I wasn't sure what the deal was with that. So it was interesting to hear. Paris Hilton's is so upsetting. That you know, she went to one of those bad kid camps. Yeah, in Utah. One of those like wilderness things. Yeah. Crazy. So I like had watched her YouTube documentary or whatever, but she goes into serious detail. And what these people do to these kids is unbelievable that it's legal and they're still operating. It was so upsetting. I watched the uh, documentary thing on Netflix. It was about this camp, this guy that started this camp and then like basically got, he was facing like charges in court because somebody died she was saying multiple kids had died in the years since she had left at these camps she went to yeah and then he basically got off and then rebranded his whole you know thing that he does and then it was next thing you know it was like some nautical camp on a boat somewhere i mean it was wild well it's just sad because basically what they say is they manipulate vulnerable families they come in and say hey your kid's down this path we can save them whatever and then they tell them the the kids are going to call you and they're going to lie to you and say all this stuff is happening so that you'll bring them home so they basically cover their ass and it's actually happening to them and she was in it for almost two years that's a long time and a long part of her youth so that was crazy to hear but also she is so smart Mm -hmm. and beautiful and amazing and has built a career off people thinking that she was stupid and underestimating her. And I'm just really happy for her. No, I think she's brilliant. And anyone that doesn't is just stupid. Are you excited to talk about Lumi today? I am excited to talk about Lumi. I've been using Lumi for a few years now, actually. What do you love about it? I love the way it smells. I love the way it feels. And yeah, I mean, it works all over. Did you know that? Well, I actually did know that. But so for anyone that doesn't know at home, Lumi is a deodorant that is multifunctional. It's actually from your pits to your privates. Well, it's a game changer. I will tell you that much. I like it, especially in like the summertime when you're walking around a lot. It gets hot, especially. And you just like want to feel like fresh and know that you feel fresh. Well, also, I love that it was designed by an OBGYN. So it works everywhere on your armpits, your feet, your privates, anywhere else you get odor. It works there and you know it's safe because of that. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. They also have over 275,000 five-star reviews. And in this day and age, like I go online, I see that, I'm getting it. Make the switch to Lumi so you can have the freshest butt ever and the freshest start to the new year. Like I said, one of my big old icks is stinky, people, bad odor. Mm. And I think Lumi, if, and more people got on the Lumi train, the better we'd all be. The toasted coconut is, it, that one smells divine. It smells so good. And you just need like the smallest amount. So I have like, I have like a relatively small tube. So it's like a good like travel size. Mm. And you just need like a pea size amount under like your underarms. 
and then underneath you and like I'm telling you you're good to go Lumi is going to be saving relationships all over the place because maybe these relationships wouldn't start if someone was stinky hell no they're going to clean it up I feel confident someone can get as close as they want to me and I'm like you smell that I smell like a vacation Mm. And also, who doesn't love clean ingredients? We love like a paraben free product. Personally, I try to make sure all of my products have no parabens. Being conscious <laughs> of that in 2024 is the way to be. Amen. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code disrespectfully. That's D-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T-F-U-L-L-Y at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code disrespectfully. Go get your 40% off and go be hot in the world and smelling good. Go smell good. I want to talk about Lola V because I'm obsessed. Let's do it. I love some hair products. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care from founder Jennifer Aniston. Hey. Who we all know has the best hair. The best. Imagine this. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, That dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. I know it's better than anyone. That's why my hair is short right now. I damaged it so bad last year between coloring, heat styling, stress, aging, the list goes on. Over time, it takes a toll. And that's why it is crucial that we have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but that also shield your hair from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestseller, the cult classic glossing detangler and perfect leave-in conditioner. These aren't just styling products. They're your hair's new best friend. Truly, like incredible products. I love them so much. And here's a treat for you. For a limited time, you're going to get an exclusive 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use code disrespectfully. That's D-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T-F-U-L-L-Y at checkout. I love a good leave-in and the detangler, like for some reason, like together, they're just like the perfect products, the way they work as one for any damage. I don't use a lot of like heat product on my hair, but I have really coarse hair. So it just makes my hair so unbelievably soft, like as like in just an air drying product. It's just, it's, I, I just think it's wonderful. The ingredients are unmatched. It's naturally derived, plant-based, no silicones, no sulfates. Again, we were just talking about parabens, like no parabens. The in-shower trio of the restorative shampoo and conditioner plus the intensive repair treatment will just turn your shower experience into a spa retreat. And then you'll mm-hmm. walk out looking just like Jennifer Aniston. I'm pretty Don't sure it's guaranteed on the bottle. It is. Your hair is going to be just as like silky and shiny and like just mm. Gorgina. Gorgina. Jennifer Aniston approved hair. Like who doesn't want that? Yeah. Uh, you can unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolavie.com. As our lawyer listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your entire order when you use code disrespectfully at checkout. That's D-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T-F-U-L-L-Y at checkout. That's 15% off your order at L-O-L-A-V-I-E.com with promo code disrespectfully. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please, please, please support our show and tell them we sent you. I do really want to talk about Sprinkle Sprinkle. The one I've seen is Shira. Shira is sort of like the one that's brought the Sprinkle Sprinkle to the forefront. I mean, maybe other people have like talked about it, it, but, you know, she's the one that's kind of dubbed it Sprinkle Sprinkle. So if anyone doesn't know, essentially Sprinkle Sprinkle is sort of like this sort of method or attitude or approach you have to dating and meeting men where you essentially kind of act like a bitch or that you are the ultimate prize. You would typically want men to cater to you, bow down to you, buy things for you, like put you on an ultimate like pedestal. And it's wild. I once read a comment that said that she is not a relationship advice expert. She's a financial advisor. No, truly. She's like, you're going to put on a nice dress. You're going to go sit at a bar. You're going to, I mean, just like it's, it is pretty like ballsy cutthroat advice. I don't, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, she is so funny and so quick with the, cause she'll like read people. So people will send in problems or questions yeah. and she'll like respond to it. 
I think she's amazing. It's it's controversial. I mean, also she calls them dusties, and it's basically referring <laughs> to a group of men that are <laughs> inept and basically hate women, and they get really fired up about her. But what she basically says is men have had the upper hand for years and have taken advantage of the system that they designed. And so she's basically like, get yours. So her entire thing is always basically get money out of men. And, you know, as you're dating them, that's what you should be looking for and seeking out. I think she's amazing. And if people want to get all mad, get mad. But some men are willing to do that. So if that's what you want, then get it. It's definitely a very interesting concept because I think, you know, a lot of women, they want to be taken care of and provided for in a financial aspect. And I say, get that. <laughs> that's what you want. I mean, for me, I'm kind of like, I don't see myself in that position or situation as much as like I get a kick out of what she says and just like her like kind of like no bullshit kind of attitude. And it's very entertaining to me. For me, I'm just like, I can never see myself in that position. I grew up in a household where we were broke a lot and my mom instilled in me very young first of all, really wanted us to go to college, but was like never depend on a man ever. So I I personally don't think I would ever be able to do that. Like I've always been very self-sufficient. However, mm-hmm. I love the concept. And also I really do believe most men cheat or a lot of men cheat. And so I heard something once that was like, most men are going to cheat on you. So you might as well cry on a yacht. <laughs> That's just like my opinion. It's just like, I don't want to have to like ever rely on them for anything except for emotional support i like the progressiveness about how like yeah men have had the upper hand and so i think women should just sort of flip the system and use it to their advantage i agree with all of that i just think that like it does take it to a bit of extreme money and power go hand in hand right so if this person is supplementing your life then yeah there's a chance you're also giving something up as far as your own agency but i don't know i think i think she's also not that serious. I think she means it and that's how she has navigated her life. But I think she's also just very funny and that's how she sees the world. People take it so seriously, though. She's like, if a man wants to take you out, you say, great, I need $300, get my hair done, get my nails done and buy something new. It's like, I could never imagine saying that to somebody. I just want somebody to like be more action based, really show up, put in effort. Like, I don't need their money just pay for a date and like be more be intentional about it i don't need you to like pay for me to get my nails done what the hell like it's just that shit it's just weird to me like i think that's i don't know okay there was this girl who i saw a tiktok and she's like i got sprinkle sprinkled by a guy and she's like living in barcelona she met this guy He's like 30 she's like we started going out and you know he kind of would make some comments about like how you know he maybe didn't have like a ton of money but like you know whatever so i i on our first date she goes i ended up paying for the first date so she kind of like set this like precedent that she didn't mind picking up the bill she's like and then he was over at my house one time or at my my place and he cooked dinner and she's like oh well this is kind of great she goes you cook for me and i will pay the bills like kind of just jokingly making that like kind of like that'll be our balance here and so then she was looking for a place to live and he was helping her out with that and or she was like why are you sending me a two bedrooms he's like well we need a you know where am i going to put like my stuff there won't be enough room and and she was kind of like okay haha and he's like and it needs to be pet friendly and she's like okay but like so you're going to pay for your place and also help pay for this place and he goes why would i do that what do you mean he goes well you said like i'll cook and you will pay the bills and she goes i wasn't being serious And so she goes, then I like, I left for like a month. I was like doing my thing over here. And then I kind of like forgot about things a little bit. I came back. She goes, I booked us a trip to go to like, I don't know. They met in uh, Portugal or something. She's like, I paid for the hotel. I was paying for like a lot of like meals. He was getting like a breakfast or lunch here and there. And I kind of like, she basically started to bring up how like she thinks that maybe like they should start like splitting things or at least paying like their own portion of things. And he thought it was like so inappropriate and so cheap that she would even like bring up the fact that like they should talk about costs like that she eventually just had to like end it because she's like i was getting like just fully taken advantage of. she goes does it feel nice that i was able to be someone's like sugar mama for a little while yeah but that wasn't trying to be that permanently like what the fuck i think that shira would describe him as the mayor of dustyville the <laughs> totally. president founder ceo 
But I mean, like, while that, that that's a dream scenario for a lot of people, like, you got to make sure that you're barking up the right tree there. It's not for everyone. So it's the same thing if a woman presents herself that way to a man in her philosophy. Yeah, some people also wouldn't subscribe. Some men would be like, ugh, no. I mean, I think there's something to be said for, like, splitting the difference or happy medium because this is a hot take and kind of controversial, but I, for first dates, am a big fan of coffee dates. And I see a lot of people all over TikTok being like, he doesn't actually want to date you. If he won't take you to dinner, he needs to take you to dinner, blah, blah, blah. I love a coffee date because I don't want to waste my time. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to get stuck on a two hour dinner with someone if the date goes badly and it's during the daytime. So it's safer. And it's just like, it's just the qualifier to see if you even qualify to be someone I want to spend time with. But I went on a coffee date once. And the guy, he had been talking about how he had been going on dates and he was like, yeah, it is frustrating as a guy. You just like pay for all this or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's why I like coffee dates. And I got there and he, he got there a few minutes before me and he had already gotten his own coffee and didn't ask me if I had wanted anything. And I just kind of stood there and he was like, oh, are you going to grab a coffee? Mm. And I was like, um, yeah, I guess. And I went up and I purchased my own coffee and I was furious. I'm like, I am not someone who wants anything from anyone, but you literally can't spend $5 on a coffee. You asked me out. So if we're going on a coffee date, that is where I draw the line. That was like the most, I, I should have just walked out. Like I wanted you. I was like, imagine someone asking you out and they literally will not buy you coffee. No. And it's like, I, I know it's like sometimes you want to be like progressive and be like, oh, like, I, but it's like, no, if you're asking someone out and you're like, meet me at this place, I want to meet you. I'm interested in you. Like you really should it just as a gesture, like not even just to be like, what? It's just, I, that is so Ugh. I said we should split the difference as far as like where we're meeting. And he picked a place right near where he lived and which was like 20 minutes for me. It was not convenient. Also, this is so random, but I walked in and Brock was sitting there, Sheena's husband. And this was like <laughs> at 9 a.m. on a random day. And I was like, oh, hey, Brock, how are you? Like, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And then I walk over and we're like at the table next to them. So Brock watched this entire interaction take place. And I was mortified i'm like wow for anyone you know to see that i was like <laughs> this is and then oh and then after the date i obviously was like oh i can't wait to never see this person again he really liked me and wanted to see me again and i was like um like i'm so forthcoming if i'm not into someone i cut it i'm just like yeah i don't have a romantic connection don't want to waste our time bless and he was like, I think you're wrong. I think we do need to see each other again. He was like, it was pretty obvious to me the connection we had and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what are we didn't have a connection, but also imagine someone trying to convince you that you had a connection and that you're wrong, like gaslighting you into going out with them again. Can't take a hint. The wheels had fallen off. That guy's also in my basement. Folgers is what we're going to call you. You're in my fucking basement. Should we do WWDD? Yes, let's do WWDD. DD. <laughs> Whole COVID brain. That's the COVID. You just short circuited. Anonymous said, any advice on how you handle a shift in energy while dating? E.g. you've been on several dates, been intimate, but then they suddenly start texting you less. Need some advice on keeping my cool because I definitely start picking myself apart and question whether I said or did something wrong. P.S. Love your pod. Help a single girl out. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I can write the fucking book on energy shifts. Same. What, same. what is your initial reaction to this? Well, there's an old saying called, he's just not that into you, unfortunately. Um, and it's like you said last week, I only want what wants me. I mean, this is just, it's just, it's so fucking classic. Um, you just gotta like move on. I don't know what to say. It sucks so bad because you just, you feel like it's good. You feel like it's going well. You're like, this could really be a thing. You feel like you have that connection. And then all of a sudden they just like drop off. Like you just got to take it for what it is. First of all, completely agree. Second of all, don't, do not let these people gaslight you into thinking that nothing has changed. We're all smart. We're all intuitive. You can tell it's abundantly clear. He's just not that into you. They talk about the exception versus the rule. I think the rule is when they start acting different, they have lost interest. They have met someone else. They, they are not prioritizing you. So if you have seen that they are communicative and they're making a priority and then that changes, it's over. And by the way, any person that you're spending time with, if they make you feel like you have to question everything you say or do and you're sitting on pins and needles and you're waiting by your phone 
That is not someone you want to spend energy on. I used to do this. And also this person, it's possible you have an anxious attachment style. So that kind of person is always going to light it up. And it does. It makes you feel crazy and it makes you feel like shit. So why, why would you want to sit with someone that makes you feel that way? So personally, if this is me, I'm done responding to them. And if they reach out trying to get you on the hook again and you feel the need for closure and want to say something, I would just respond back and say, hey, um, your inconsistency in communication is really unattractive to me. So I'm not going to be able to spend time with you anymore, but wish you well. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Peace out, Cub Scout. Like, no. On to the next. It has nothing to do with you either. Just know that it has zero to do with you. Nothing to do with you. So, and by the way, I know how much that sucks. I have experienced it more times than I'd like to recount and make room in your life for someone that actually wants to be there. Mm -hmm. Pretty please. Next. Anonymous. I'm 31, single, homeowner, no children. I was in a relationship for seven years in my early 20s and have been single for six years. I am the only single girl in my friend group. Your podcasts have described my dating experience so far, aka Ghostbusters. What advice would you give to not compare my life to my friends and not feel behind? Ooh. I think everyone is always on their own path and plan. And I think, like I've said before, life is not to me meant to be lived linear and just because your friends have their own sort of path and their own journey going on right now doesn't mean that you should be on that same journey and that same path and I think you got a lot going on you got your own home I mean having no kids unless you want kids but I mean like you get to kind of do what you want to do right now so enjoy that because that will come one day and then that's you know life right there <laughs> comparison like they say, it's the thief of joy. But I think there's you have a lot to be happy about right now. And you get to enjoy so much about your life. And you get to do what you want to do. And you still get to hang out with your friends and design your life the way you want it to be. I know it can be hard sometimes because you'll look around you and be like, oh, well, I kind of wish I had those things. And I kind of wish I had this. But I guarantee you they're looking at you being like, I kind of wish I had what she has. Everyone always, you know, grass is always greener kind of thing. So I think we need to just not always be looking at other people's pages. And be more excited about what's on our own. Get out of my brain, Katie Maloney. I was just about to say comparison is a thief of joy. So this has been a fixture in my life for many years that I have just overcome, honestly, in the last year or two. Spent so much time not focusing on everything that was going right in my life because I was looking at these milestones that I thought I needed to achieve that a lot of people around me had. And that kept me in a place of misery and lack and was not bringing me any closer to any of the goals that I had. So first of all, you're a homeowner and you're 31. Sprinkle, sprinkle to yourself. Good for you. That's amazing. <laughs> I have also been single pretty much for like seven years. When I say that, I've had a lot of small relationships, like three to six months, but no one I've really been in love with in a long time. And forever, I made that my whole personality and was like, what's wrong with me and looked internally when I didn't realize, yeah, I had a lot of work to do, but it was it had nothing to do with me. You haven't found the right person at this point. That's totally fine. It's OK to be the only single one. I guarantee you half of the people, you know, are in miserable relationships. And right now it's highlighted that like, oh, all these people together. But the divorce rate in this country is 56 percent. And we're we're not even factoring within that people who stay in unhappy relationships. So obviously. Obviously, we want the people we love to be in great, happy relationships, but it's just not always the case. So do not compare apples to oranges. You are living your best life. Continue investing in yourself and promise you you're going to be just fine. Amen. You're not left behind. So stop feeling that way. Knock it the fuck off. That's my advice. <laughs> Nicole says, I'm currently in college right now and would love to hear things you wish you knew in your 20s. How much time do we have left in this podcast? My I God. I wish I knew that I wasn't going to know it all. That I, my job wasn't to know it all. And even when I thought I did, I didn't know shit. <laughs> I wish I had stayed more present and not taken myself so seriously of always having all these, you know, goals and goals are good. It's, it's good to work toward things, but 
even back then I was benchmarking based on what I thought success should look like and what other people had achieved. So I wish I had just stayed a lot more present in where I was in my life and go through the learning experience because your twenties are unserious. They're supposed to be like, that's when you develop who you are and your entire story is developing. And it just makes me sad that when I was 26, 27, 28, that I felt behind in life where I'm like, no matter what age you are, you're always where you are is where you're supposed to be. And you just have to kind of let it happen. So I wish that I had let go more of all these. Honestly, it was negative self-talk about that. I wasn't at the right place in my life and had just leaned into more of the fun and the journey and not worrying about how I was going to get to where I wanted to go, but more trusting that I just would because I have, it has worked out and it will continue to work out. So much more trust in yourself and living of your life and not worrying about what other people around you are doing. I think it's so much easier said than done because you're going to no matter what, but I just think that just trusting that um, life's process is so, it's just worth it. You know, I think, yeah, when it just, in your thirties, things kind of start to click together. I wish I knew how young twenties are. Like you Mm -hmm. don't like really fully grasp that until you're out of it. Your twenties, like you are a, you're a zygote, you're a fetus. You haven't even been born yet. So it's just (laughs) like nothing, 98% of situations that you were going to face in your twenties are things that you can come back from. Like if you make a mistake, don't beat yourself up so much. Don't live in the past. Don't dwell. Just try your best to be present and let it flow. I also feel like it's like the last like long decade too. Like I feel like twenties lasted so long. And now like once you turn 30, it's like time like speeds up. Yeah. It's going to go real fast. So just try and say, yeah. And also I feel like we have all of us collectively have so many icky experiences in our 20 that ultimately we're going to be grateful for. But when you're going through all of that and you're not sure of yourself and you're insecure, it feels like a lifetime, but it is going to go by like that. Totally. Okay. Anonymous says, where can you suggest a 60-year-old woman meet someone who doesn't have enormous baggage? Any suggestions? Well, well, I would say Cougar Town, if you're looking for people who don't have baggage. I, well, I know because anyone I think that is of that age is probably going to have some history, probably going to have some mileage behind them which is going to entail some baggage you have to set realistic expectations because if you if you're wanting to date someone who's also around the same age as you they probably will unless of course you come to LA in which case they'll be first you know 60 year olds are just looking for a serious relationship so they probably won't have baggage because they are Peter Pan but other than that you have to just have the right expectations and then or you can just date someone way younger but I love that you're like horned up and wanting to date yeah, I think having realistic expectations that pe- people have baggage, big and small. So just understand that, you know, just you got to understand what kind of baggage you can deal with. Are you good with a carry on? Then you can, you know, find someone who has that. Yeah, write it down, write, write it down and be specific. But if you want to know specific, I think just like where would be some good places that like people that are, are relatively normal <laughs> would go hang out? I mean, you're going to hate this because you don't do it. But I think that dating apps, especially for older people or divorcees, because then you can put those parameters in. Like, I think that is super beneficial. But then other than that, go to a nice hotel bar I think, or yeah. a restaurant oh. and like sit at the bar and have a nice meal and a martini. A really, yeah, like a really nice hotel lobby bar would be a good spot, I feel like. You want to be surrounding yourself with the type of people that you want to be dating. So if that is what you're into, what you're looking for, I think that's a great start, but also dating apps. But yeah, set those expectations. Yeah, I think dating apps is a good way for people to kind of like display their baggage in a way that it's more presentable. Mm -hmm. Acceptable. Yeah. Anonymous says, what advice would you give a woman in her mid 20s who's feeling like they're lacking excitement in their life? For context, I have a very good job that I love. I am the sole owner of a home. I have a wonderful dog that I also love and a long-term boyfriend who's my best friend. I just have been feeling stuck. 
I would love some suggestions on how to make my life more than just replaying the same life every day. I get it. Monotony can creep in and feel like a little bit mundane. But this is where you get to explore autonomy and like your independence and things that you love to do. So I think you get you get to just like kind of like spend time on your own away from like your partner because I think you can kind of like lose identity that way a little bit. And if you have a supportive partner, they'll love that you're exploring things that you love to do that make you uniquely you. So I think you got to like really kind of sit with yourself and find out what are those things that you really enjoy doing that make you excited about life, that, you know, make you passionate. So whether it's like something on the creative end or crafty end or like hobby side of things, is there a sport or activity that you've always wanted to try? I think just kind of marinating on those ideas would be a good place to start. Yeah. Also all these young homeowners, so proud of you. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think that something that you really should try in terms of, okay, so you sit with yourself and you try and figure out what interests you, you need to get uncomfortable and get out there. I, for instance, over the last few years have taken up a lot of different hobbies and like tennis and roller skating and scuba diving and wanted to try all these things. Like I'm currently looking for a piano teacher that kind of filled my cup. And so you need to figure out what it is that you would be interested in something that sounds exciting. And then you have to just go try it. And I think it's amazing to have a partner. But like Katie said, if they're a supportive partner, they're going to be just excited that you're doing these things. Do it alone. Like you're going to go take a group class, go put yourself in a situation that you wouldn't normally. And not only are you going to end up having fun because I know that you will, but then you'll be able to find like, what do I need to add into my routine outside of my job that makes me feel good? I have, I have a nine to five job. This podcast is that for me. So figure out what interests you and what you want to do and then just get out there and do it. Don't talk about doing it. Just do it. Totally. Um, last one. Anonymous. SOS. What should I do if, my, if I know my bestie is in a super toxic relationship and they keep lying about it? Toxic as in he love bombed her into living in his old room at his parents' house while he's at Cal Arts, she isn't allowed to have any guy friends. She pays for everything and he's insecure. Bessie feels more comfortable talking to someone not as close to her about her problems, I think, because I don't sugarcoat my thoughts about her bad relationships. I'm just trying to look out for her, I swear. Whoa. Oh, I have so many thoughts on this because I am usually this friend in my friend's life because I'm the same way. I am incapable of sugarcoating it. And I think that there is a point at which if people are coming to it for advice and then they're not taking it, that's one situation. But I think it's a blaring red flag when someone will not go to a person in their life that holds up a mirror for them because they don't want to hear what that person's going to have to say. So I think that that is, I'm sure you do have her best interest in mind and I'm sure that she's just going to have to come to this. And it's difficult because you're watching this bad thing happen, but people have to decide on their own time whether they're going to stay in a toxic relationship or leave it. So I think all you can do is state your opinions and set those boundaries that like, if it is too much for you and you want to stay friends with this person, then maybe it's a thing where you can't, can't talk about it at all and you don't want to spend time with that partner that's bad for them. But I absolutely feel for you. And I've honestly been in this situation so many times in my life. It's a really difficult one to manage. But I say don't change your ways. Like stay being honest and pointing things out. And but again, being supportive because when and if they break up, you want them to be able to come to you. Yeah. I mean, I've been in this situation a few times and we've seen it play out even on Vanderpump Rules with certain people because you know i i want to be able to be very open and honest and direct with people i don't want to be that yes men to my friends and i want them to know that i'm always going to be honest with them and not just blow smoke up their ass that they can always come to me for the realness and what happens then is that sometimes when they don't want to hear the truth they're not going to come to me and that makes me feel sad um but you know at the end of the day you don't want to enable something that you know isn't right for them, but they have to figure that out, out on their own. That's the only way that they're going to learn and not keep this kind of um, toxic sort of relationship happening in their life. 
I mean, you can just, yeah, again, set up, set healthy boundaries and let them know that like, hey, I don't really approve of this. I know you deserve better. I'm here for you if you want to talk about it, but you know how I feel about it. And I just want you to like, you know, figure this out for yourself. I'll be here for you when you need me. Like leave the door open, but let them know what you have a firm stance and opinion on it all. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Earlier when I was saying that it, it's a big red flag, I think in a, you don't want to yeah. attack her, but just keeping it open, say, I think that it speaks volumes that you feel like you can't talk to me about this because I'm going to be honest with you. But exact. And then, you know what Katie said. And maybe they should consider that as well. Exactly. Yeah. All right, my little COVID queen. Can't (laughs) wait to see you in person next week. I can't wait to see you in person. And y'all, thanks for writing in. Continue to send us your questions and and all the advice that you're seeking out. Thanks for keeping your questions short. Yes, and please send them to disrespectfullypod at gmail.com. Amen. All right, well, until next time. All right. Just love you so much. Love you so much. Bye. Babe, you're going to see the power of women. Like, disrespectfully.